Welcome to the most energetic, positive, happy, and healthy podcast in the world. Living the dream. Dream stands for diet, rest, exercise, attitude, and meaning. I'm your host, certified health coach, motivational speaker, sober since July of 2016, American Ninja Warrior competitor, two-time world record holder, and ultra-marathoner, Matt Scaletti. Here we go! Welcome back to the Living the Dream podcast. Matt Scaletti here with very special guest. This is Casey from KC. We'll tell you what that means later. But this is Katie Carlson. Katie is a high energy expert, and you will see that very shortly. She's a high performance coach and human design specialist, which I'm going to ask her more about in a second. She's a masculine and feminine authority speaker, breathwork instructor, and founder of HEAL, which stands for High Energy Abundant Living. Katie brings a unique perspective on how to leverage your own energy to heal physically, emotionally, intellectually, and spiritually. By leveraging non-traditional modalities, which I'm going to ask about as well, Katie takes <laughs> people on a journey of transformation from the inside out. When you're ready to heal from a high energetic place, you create even more abundance in your life. I love that line, by the way. Katie is also, she doesn't stop there. She's also a you're a partner in a private equity firm. She just seriously does everything. And when she's not working, which is 20 minutes out of the day, apparently, given that uh, in, impressive just backstory, Katie loves hiking in the mountains, traveling to an, events like Tony Robbins, which is where we met, and spending time with her 15-year young puggle, Oscar Meyer Handsome, probably the greatest dog name ever, Welcome, Katie. What's up? Oh, thank you, Matt. That was quite the introduction. Thank you so much. I'm super energized to be here. I'm super energized to have you. For those that are tuning in, we are in the middle of a three-day fast, <laughs> which I wasn't even going to say, but now I have to say because Katie got me into yeah. this fasting You're idea. welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you for opening up new doors. This... I wasn't going to bring this up, but let's just talk about it. Let's talk about fasting for a second. Have you done fast before? And why are we fasting? What, what, is it, what does it help with? Yeah, so I love fasting. So I do a lot of intermittent fasting um, on the daily, typically. Uh, I also, like once a quarter, I like to do a reset. Um, and that could be, you know, three to four days or maybe even a five-day juice cleanse or, or whatever. I, at least once a quarter, I like to challenge my physical body in some sort of way. Um, again, and just in a way that's more related to nutrition. Um, so like detoxing with juice or, you know, a longer extended fast of that sort of thing. What fasting does and what most people don't realize is fasting. Well, it doesn't, it has, there's so many benefits of fasting, but first and foremost, I think the number one benefit is autophagy. And what is autophagy? Well, autophagy is when your body naturally eliminates the bad stuff and it gives it the energy to create and build on the good cells that are already there and, and help build more stem cells. So it's a really, really powerful way of resetting your physiology um, so that you're able to have the energy and 
you know, create the space for you to move throughout your day and, and have the clarity and the confidence to promote yourself into action. And so, um, (laughs) when I met Matt, I was like, Oh, he likes challenges and he likes to push himself in lots of different ways. And I was like, this could be really fun to do with someone. And you are like literally the perfect person to do this with. And I was like, all right, let's, let's see how we can do this. So, but to answer your question, there's a many different things that are benefits, uh, benefits of fasting. So autophagy, right. The cell removal, cell removal and, um, instigating new stem cells. The next thing is it helps with inflammation. So, um, a lot of times, um, you know, especially in the world that we live in, if you eat out a lot, which I know you and I don't because we prepare a lot of our own food. True. Um, but for people that if you do eat out a lot, a lot of times you're consuming a lot of, um, synthetic oils, vegetable oils, oils that are just not real. Um, and that promotes a lot of omega six. Now we, our bodies need omega six. However, we, as humans in this like standard American diet get way too much omega six. And so, um, especially I would say for people that are probably, I would say like 35, 36 and up, you're going to like, would start to feel if they lived a typical standard American diet where they would start to see maybe like their hands swelling, they would start experiencing more inflammation. When you fast, it actually helps, um, and reduce that inflammation that's, that's going on in your body. Cause again, you're resetting kind of all of the systems you're giving your, your body, the, the space and the time to heal. And then the next thing it can also help, um, it increases your energy. Like I know I did this morning, I was messaging Matt this morning. I had so much energy this morning when I got out of bed, I was just like shot out of bed. I was dancing. I was on my rebounder and I was just like, I just felt so good. And doesn't mean that you don't have moments during the fast where you're like, oh my gosh, I really want just like, just if I could just have like a spoonful of, of nut butter or something, right? And just like, oh gosh, it would just be so magical. But in those moments, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm going to call, phone a friend. I'm going to make some warm water, um, drink some tea or or whatever. And a lot of times when we're actually hungry, it's just our um, uh, our body's response to being dehydrated. So we actually don't, I mean, we can go, I mean, there are people that fasted for like 21 days and I have not ever done that. I don't really think I should do that because I'm a woman and females have little different things that they have to worry about when it comes to fasting. We'll talk about that another time. Um, but yeah, that being said, there's a lot of amazing benefits to fasting and plus it challenges yourself emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, and there's amazing breakthroughs that happen because you create space for more insights and you'll also start to see where you're triggered, right? Certain things that maybe you need to grow through or work on. So. Does that answer your question? That yes. was kind of a long one. That was a great answer. No, it was a phenomenal answer. And I'm also <laughs> laughing because when Katie says things like, I woke up this morning with so much energy, I've, I've only known her pretty well for a few months. I don't think she ever wakes up with no energy. So yeah. that was pretty entertaining to hear you say that. You bring it. You bring it every day. Oh, and I love it. Thank you. Well, you do the same. Like and like attracts like. That's it. That's so true. All right. So take us back. I'm actually... I don't think I know a lot of this either, but take us back to, we heard a lot of what you've done in your life. What about like your background and did you grow up always liking the personal growth and development space? How did you get to where Katie Carlson is right now? Yeah. So it was, it's been a journey. Um, so I would say, you know, I, as a young woman, I guess I wouldn't really, you are a young woman. You are a young woman. Yes, I am. I'm I'm still a young woman. Um, but when I was in high school and I was very athletic, 
Um, I was always on sports teams. Um, I was very spirited. Most people are like, oh, you weren't a cheerleader. And I was like, no, um, <laughs> because I was, I, I appreciated sports. Like I wanted to play sports and I like, truth be told, like I'm, I'm five, seven and a half ish. And I literally have been this height probably since about, I, or at least I was like five, 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 six in like fifth or sixth grade. Like I grew before everyone. And in the process of that, it was very uncomfortable and very awkward. And I felt really awkward and I felt really uncomfortable in my own skin. And, um, I didn't realize it at the time, but I definitely had some body dysmorphia and I just, I really struggled with loving the reflection in the mirror. Mm. And, um, I struggled for many, many years with anorexia. Um, and I ended up, I was bulimic for a while as well, which was, um, quite an interesting, uh, ordeal. Um, but in the process of that, I realized that, well, in the kind of the grand scheme of things, I realized that, um, there was more to life than just what I saw in the reflection. And I really needed to get to know myself and through basically going through the motions of what I thought, what I was going to make me happy in this life, you know, getting a good job, being successful, you know, having the relationship, the white picket fence, the house, like all of the things, um, I realized I, I had to go through what a lot of people refer to as the dark night of the soul. I went through a soul crushing breakup back in 2014, 2015. Um, thank you, Kansas city Royals for getting me out of that. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> in the process of that, I avoided everything. Like I avoided dealing with my emotions. I avoided dealing with the hurt or the pain that I was experiencing from suppressing who I was and how I felt. So I basically didn't love myself for like the first like 31 ish years of my life. Wow. Um, and in the process of that, yeah, I went through the soul crushing breakup. I rode the Royal wave to the world series, go Royals in 2015. <laughs> and I came back to Kansas city where I'm from. And, um, I had basically done everything to just avoid dealing with my own stuff. I would travel. I went to Europe. I quit my job. I was like, Oh, I'll go do something else. And I wasn't dealing with the root cause of like, what was really, um, trying to, to blossom within me. And I got to a very, very low point where I wanted to take my life. I didn't want to be here. I thought I was a burden on everyone. Um, I alienated myself. I closed myself off and, um, this is kind of how, and like, this is the craziest thing is like, I had a lot of shame and guilt around where I was in my life. Um, my past relationship and that sort of thing. And one of my sanctuaries back in the day was going to my church and I loved my church in Kansas city. Um, it was so amazing. It was called Heartland. And I, I had so much shame and guilt. I couldn't even go to church. I couldn't do the one thing that like used to light me up. And that's mm. when I knew I had a real problem. And so, um, I got to this point and I, I trust that I can share this and this is okay to share. It's a little bit intense. Um, I got to a point where I, I didn't want to live. And I thought about just, I could go wrap my car around a tree. And, um, about a couple hours before that, my neighbor of all places, super ironic. She had um, said to me, she's like, Katie, I think you need to go talk to someone. And I was like, I don't know. I've, I, you know, I did the therapy thing in college or in high school. My parents thought I was crazy. They thought I was on drugs, like all this, that, and the other. And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, well, no, this woman's really holistic in nature. I think you should check her out. And I was like, okay. So I called, I call her, her name is Jan. She's amazing. Um, I call her 
And I never heard back from her for a couple of days. And I was like, wow, I can't even get a therapist to call me back. I'm like, screw this. And I was just done. And I, I again, I thought that it would be like, life would be better without me on the planet. Mm. And it's a, not a fun place to be in. Um, but it is very real, you know, and most people that would see me, they'd be like, this girl would never like consider that. Like, I'm sure she's never like, she is so happy and she's so full of life and all that stuff. You're right. However, a lot of times the people that are, that show that on the outside might not be that way on the inside. Um, and yeah, I was like, I can't, I'm done. I can't handle this anymore. And so I got into my car and the garage door was down and I turned the ignition and the phone rang. Oh my, I didn't know this story at all. Oh my God. Yeah. The phone rang and it was my therapist, Jan. And she, and I don't remember exactly what was said, but that is grace. That's God's will. Like there's no way to, I mean, slice and dice it. Um, it was a very pivotal moment in my life. And from that moment on my life forever changed. Um, I went to see Jan. I started journaling. I started meditating. I read this book called boundaries, when to say yes and how to say no. And I realized I had zero boundaries because I was living a life for everyone else outside of myself. And, uh, it's cause I didn't love myself. And you know, it, this is one thing that I've learned throughout my time in personal development. And this is why I, and actually my, my personal development journey came through church actually like came through my faith. Um, I'm a Christian. I also believe that I, I'm a big believer that people can choose to believe what they believe. I'm a Christian. Um, you know, my faith, I believe is what's gotten me to where I'm at. Um, and practicing that, um, and believing in that and, and realizing that they're not that I have said that to fall back on, but it is a, it's a support that's always there. It's always there. And at that pivotal moment in my life, I didn't know that. Um, and so I started going back to my church and then I started leading, um, a, a small group, a Bible study. It's called alpha. It's, um, where you ask questions about like, who is the Holy spirit? What is the Holy spirit? All that kind of stuff. And I started getting really curious. I started just asking a lot of questions. I'm like, who am I? Why am I here? Like, you know, what gifts do I possess? Like, you know, and it's, it was such an interesting walk through that whole journey. Um, and it was, I really, I truly believe it was where I became an adult. And I was already like 30 something years old, <laughs> but I, I literally, I, it was like a rite of passage that I never knew I needed. Um, and so it was a really beautiful walk for me in that, in that space. And it led me down, you know, this path of like, I want to help others through this process. And so in the midst of this, when I wasn't living the life that I thought I wanted to live, um, I was in healthcare and this is part of the reason why I'm so active in, um, my health and energy today is because I saw the inner workings of healthcare and I saw how fragmented and how disconnected it is. And I actually sold, I mean, I, my background is in sales. And so I sold, um, technology, um, as well as medical devices along the way. I ran my own company for a while, had my partner steal a hundred thousand dollars from me, um, oh. went through lots of crazy trials and tribulations. Um, and then I realized coming into this personal development space that like all of it was happening for me. It makes for a really good story. One and two, it gave me the opportunity to take my life in a new direction, um, to where I could truly serve people on a new level. Um, because I believe the light that I have and that, and I'm so grateful that people see that in me, um, 
I bring that up because you never know how someone else is struggling and it's so easy to put on a brave face. Um, and you know, my neighbor that day saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. And I'm grateful that I like actually, you know, took that leap of faith and, and made the call because my life is completely different. So that was kind of a long answer to your oh, question. That was an unbelievable answer. And I mean, I appreciate, we all appreciate you sharing that. I mean, you just took me through like laughter, goosebumps, tears, <laughs> and everything all in five minutes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Th thank you for sharing that. I didn't know, I didn't know that whole story about you and, yeah. and thank you for, I mean, this is one of the first things that I, I loved about meeting you is like, you're so, you seem like you are so authentic a hundred percent of the time. And like what, after you went through this part of the, the difficult part of the journey, can I just ask, like, this wasn't even what I was going to ask, but like, how do you show up so authentic everywhere you go? And are you authentic everywhere you go? Or do you ever adjust? Yeah, I mean, so I am, what you see is what you get. I wear my emotion. I wear everything on my sleeve. And that could be, even if I'm like annoyed, you know, and I, and I do, I get triggered from time to time. And, you know, there's things that happen and I need sushi roll days, um, just to kind of ground my energy down. We can talk about sushi rolls later, but anyway, yeah. um, yeah, I, you know, I think what it really, what it was is I had to learn that I had to learn to love myself and it didn't matter what other people thought of me because it doesn't matter what other people think of me. Yes. Do I care about other people? I have compassion and I have empathy for other people at the end of the day though, if I'm not honoring and loving myself and honoring my values, I'm not doing anybody any service. Like I'm, I'm doing people a disservice. And so for me, it's about just owning who I am. And I believe when you own who you are, you move through things so much easier and so much more, just so much smoother. And it, it really comes down to boundaries. You know, um, I struggled for many, many years and having boundaries because I was living a life that I thought I was meant to live. And it, you know, it wasn't mine. And because of that, I was not authentic. Like I was struggling behind the scenes and I, but I was like, kept going through the motions and I was, you know, I kept thinking, oh, well, if I just do this, maybe make this change. Like, I, and I just kept trialing and erroring, trialing and erroring and going through the lives, so the ebbs and flows. And I was like, and it comes to that, right? Like the darkest hours just before the dawn. And that happened, you know, like that pivotal point happened. And I realized like, if I'm not honoring myself, I'm actually doing a disservice to everyone around me. And so my peer groups have changed. My communities have changed. Um, quite a bit over the last several years. And, you know, it's not always easy sometimes like going, you know, when, when, you know, if I go back home or, you know, to other groups where they knew, or they saw a different side of me. Um, and what I've realized is it's just an opportunity to, to test my growth. Right. And to test where I'm at. Um, I believe that boundaries are the key in being a servant leader and being someone that, and it comes through authenticity, like so many people. And I think this is one of the very first conversations that I think you and I actually had was around, um, vulnerability and 
this is where my authenticity comes in is like, I just, I'm so open and most people see this. So if you've been following me online or if you've seen me online, I go live and I I've shared many, many things like highs, lows, everything in between. I've cried online and I've been angry online. I share, I used to share everything. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be building and I'll be sharing more, more recent, you know, soon. Um, but people always say like, wow, you're so vulnerable. And like, you just share so openly and authentically and this, that, and the other. And I said, yeah, I do because I have the screen. I have the protection of like, nobody's coming after, nobody's coming to get me. Well, at least I don't think. <laughs> um, right. And, and so yeah, yeah. I have this like barrier of protection and what was interesting. And I told Matt, I think this was one of our, literally our very first conversations right. is I said, cause I don't, you asked me something and I don't remember exactly what it was, but, or maybe you asked for what my intention was, I think for the event and somehow it's snowballed into me sharing that I am so open to people yet when it comes to like intimate relationships or like real true closeness with people, I shut down. And I block people out, um, of that, like kind of that space. And I've been leaning so much more into it and it's been really beautiful to see like that kind of blossoming in my life. Um, but I also to kind of finally circle back, this is the feminine flow circling back to your, um, your question around authenticity. I'm just me and you can take it. You can appreciate it. You can love it or you can not. And that's okay. And that's not for me to judge or decide. It's just the more I'm me that allows, I feel like that creates the space for others to be themselves because there's no judgment there. Oh, this is so good. Oh, that was, this is, Thank you. this is why she is such a gem. And and by the way, the first, when we met originally, Katie was doing a task that some people may think is not that exciting. And she turned it into, this is why I saw her and said, I have to meet this person. And she turned it into like one of the most fun, silly, energizing, enjoyable things I've ever witnessed. And she was running a microphone around the room, like a, Yay, like a mic runners. in the best way. And I, no, I just wanted to acknowledge you for that because I love that. And just, I think that's such a beautiful thing that you turn something that most may be like, ah, I got to run a microphone into I get to run a mic and I get to run around the room. And it was so cool to see that. Well, but isn't it like, it's, it's what you do, what you practice. Like Tony says this, right. What you practice in private is how you show up in public, right. Or you get rewarded in public for what you practice in private. And again, it's mic running, but how we do anything is how we do everything. So if I didn't take it seriously and I'm leading a mic running team, right. And they watching me do this because they were right. And we had some newbies on the team. They're watching me. Like I got to take it seriously right? Even if it's, we're just mic running for the crew. Like I got to take it seriously. People watch, people see you. And so, yeah, you know, right. and you got to have fun. You got to have fun. I'm a big believer that everything in life can be fun. We just get to inject it with fun. We get to create it. And that's like, I always talk about this. Like when I'm like, how can we inject more fun into our life or into our day to day, even doing taxes? Like I, I don't think, and I, I would imagine there's probably a lot of people out there that don't love doing taxes. True. I despise it. Like to the point where I will like buckle up and like, I will wait. I used to wait till the very last possible second to get all my stuff to the accountant and all of the things. And I'm like, why I could save myself so much energy from getting worked up around this. And then I'm like, what if I had fun doing it? What if I played some really good music? And I just was like, 
you know, checking things off the list and whatever. We can always make things fun, even taxes. I love that. That's a great takeaway. We can make anything fun. And yes. I I think one of the best stories of you making anything fun, and now I have to have you share this story because I've heard a few of your stories and I've heard, I've been blessed to hear a lot of people's stories. Katie can make a just regular mundane flight very exciting and very entertaining. And if I was good with technology, I'd clip this video into this video. But can you tell people what you did? I've seen the video and it's, I got to find yes. a way to share it somehow. What I'll, did you I'll do? On a, yeah. Where were you flying and what happened on yeah. this particular flight? So, so I travel, I used to travel a lot for work and I love traveling and I love the love airline. Southwest is amazing. Um, and so it was in 2015 and, um, me and my girlfriend, uh, we were flying to New York for the Royals Mets world series and which is where we actually won the world series. Um, and there was Boom. the whole flight was full of Royals fans. I mean, it was everywhere. I mean, literally it was a charter flight and Southwest was giving everybody drinks and, you know, I don't really drink, but actually I did then. Um, but I, I didn't drink, uh, on the, actually on that flight, but they were like, this, will someone come out here and sing, uh, take me out to the ball game on the, on the, you know, the intercom. And I'm like, Oh, totally. Like I'll do it. And I mean, I just like shot up and I did it and boom. And yeah, it was so much fun. And we just had a blast. And like, I mean, it was, it literally felt like a chartered flight because everybody that was flying from Kansas city to New York, I mean, it was all Royals fans and we were just so jazzed up. And so I mean, it was just so fun. It was the so, video, so fun. The vid, I mean, that, that just feels like <laughs> that is Katie Carlson right there in a nutshell. So like fun. you just make the most of these situations and you make memories and I love it. And I appreciate you sharing that. That video is epic beyond belief. So Thank you. help help us understand, and myself included, what is a human design specialist? And can you touch oh, human design? Yes. Because this is fascinating. Yes, I love this. And so, and I'm happy to share a little bit about your chart while we're actually talking through this. Because I know we did this um, when we right. were down in Florida. Look but so time. human design. Maybe we what? should change the subject. She's going to go into my chart. I don't know if I want Katie looking at my oh, chart. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Mm. <laughs> yeah, what will what I find? <laughs> so human design, what is human design? So human design, um, is really, um, it takes in components of ancient wisdom, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, the chakra system and Western astrology, and basically gives you an output of understanding how our energy moves throughout our physical body. It's a very, very powerful tool. Here's the thing. I, it's not like Bible. It's, it's, it's a tool that people can use. And I love to leverage it with my clients, with my groups, because it's, it gives people an understanding of how best to put their energy into alignment. And so human design, there's five different types. And then within those types, everybody has a, what's called a profile and th there's 12 different profiles. So you can be, you know, a projector and have one profile and you can be a manifester and have another profile. I mean, there's so many different ways and it's, it's very confusing actually. So if you go to humandesign.com or you can get a free human design chart anywhere online, if you just Google it, um, you can put in your birth information. If you know what time you were born and the location, and it'll give you an output and then it'll give you, you'll give you, it'll give you some things. It'll be like, Oh, your profile is this, your type is this, your strategy is this and all these different things. And it is very complicated. However, I went down the rabbit hole many years ago and learned all about it. And it's fascinating to understand how your energy shows up. And one of the things that's been really pivotal for me and my life and in my business is understanding how my energy is best 
um, leveraged, um, especially for other types as well. So like as a, I'm a generator, I'm a literally what's a generator is like this life force energy. We're the creators of the world. People literally like we feed off this incredible, what we call sacral energy. We're like a battery literally. And as a kid, when I was a swimmer, so I swam competitively for many years, um, my swim team, they'd be, they call me the energizer bunny. Cause they'd be like, how is this girl up at five o'clock in the morning with bouncing off the walls energy? And, and like, I mean, it was just crazy. And I, and I was always like that. And she's like, she's the energizer bunny. And I've always been like, that. I've always been a morning person. I love getting up early. Um, even when I was in second grade and first grade, like getting up crazy early <laughs> to do swim, 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 uh, swim, uh, practice or whatever. Um, but anyway, so I'm a generator, so I have a lot of energy and I'm meant to respond to the energy of the universe. So like, this is why when you ask me questions, Matt, I have this ability just to like, like throw it out there. doesn't mean I don't initiate, but that's not the best use of my energy. My energy is in response to others, other energies in the environment and response is like where I light up. Um, you are a manifesting generator. So you're very much like a generator in the sense that you have big energy and that people are naturally going to be attracted to you and drawn to you, but you also have the manifester energy and the manifester energy is like the repelling energy. And it's kind of this like ability to focus and like clear out the color. Um, I always say like reduce the noise and increase the signal. Um, the manifest, like when you're a manifesting generator, which is what you are, you collapse time. So the difference, the main difference between a generator and a manifesting generator is that the manifesting generator collapses time, like will literally take quantum leaps to things. Doesn't mean it's always in alignment with what they're doing, but they have this ouch, ability to like ouch. Okay, go ahead. skip over things. They can skip over things. Whereas a generator is very methodical and methodical in the sense of like, it's like mastery over time. Um, and it's like this, this process of evolution, whereas manifesting generators collapse that time in such a way. And it doesn't mean that one's better or worse than the other. It's just different in how you manage and leverage that energy. Um, manifestors. Uh, so that's kind of like the third type, but manifestors, this repelling energy, when you are in your manifesting energy, Matt, you, and your energy is out of alignment, you'll experience anger. But when you're in your generator energy, when you're building and creating, you will experience like when you're, and you're in that energies in alignment, you'll experience satisfaction. And when your energy gets out of alignment, you'll experience frustration. And I always tell people, no matter your type and whatever that is, just lean into the opposite. Like, so if you're a generator and you're like frustrated, lean into satisfaction, what could that be? That could even just be like making a cup of tea and sitting on the couch and just being quiet for five minutes, leaning into satisfaction, something that's going to like satisfy you, get light you up in such a way because generators are meant to be lit up by life. Manifestors are here to initiate and inform. That's why you're probably doing, this is why you thrive at interviewing people because you ask really good questions and you're here to initiate, um, which is a really powerful tool as a manifester and manifestors are here to literally, um, push the boundaries of what's possible. Um, and man, like if you're, if you're a solely a manifester, it's just, it's anger and peace. You got to feel into peace. Anytime you're in your manifester anger energy, just how can you lean into more peace? What does that look like? Um, and then the fourth type is a projector. Projectors have very much forward energy. They are like the seers of humanity. They see things that not everybody sees. They see the system. They see the bigger picture and they're actually here to wait for people to invite them in. A lot of projectors will speak before they are meant to speak. And it won't always land. And so they'll get really bitter. 
And that bitter energy knows like for projectors when your energy is out of alignment, but when a projector is in alignment, they experience success. And then the last type is a reflector and the reflectors are such a small percentage of the population. 1% of the population reflectors reflect the energy of their environment. They literally are act as mirrors. They're literally like reflecting the energy of where they are. So they're really great in the centers of community or to understand the health of a certain environment. Um, you know, situation, experience, et cetera. Um, and when their energy is out of alignment, they experience disappointment. And when their energy is in alignment, they experience this element of like surprise. Um, and so once you start to understand like that at the highest level, you can start to play with how your energy is showing up in life and in business. And a lot of generators are really unhappy in their work and their nine to five. And when they're that unhappy, they're actually like, they're killing their sacral, which is their life force energy. Mm. So anyway. That That's was, a little that, bit. I love that. That you you just gave us an overview of probably a four thousand page book in like three minutes. That that was very impressive. Oh, and there's so much more. There's so much more. Um, and it's what's really interesting is, and I'd love. Are you cool if I go through your chart really quickly? Well, I mean, I guess I have to be. I guess what am I gonna what am I gonna say? No. Um. Well, because I I do love going through people's charts and this is the magic of it. And, and because I've already done this a little bit, cause I did this at, um, Tom's house in West Palm. Um, you may not remember, but maybe you will. I don't know. Who knows? Um, let me I remember everything that Katie Carlson says. I remember. And it goes in the vault forever. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Two. I know I'm six. I like two. it. Yes, you are six, two. Um, and what that means. So if you have a six in your profile, you could be a four, six, you could be a six, two, a three, six, six, three. If you have a six in your profile, that means you live your life in three stages. The first 30 years is very much trial and error. It's like up and down ebbs and flows, trial and error. The second, like 20 years is very reflective. This is where you're honing your craft. This is where you like, you truly, um, you're very, uh, you're reflecting on your life experiences, all that kind of stuff. And then when you go get to about 50 is when you really hit this prime of like being the role model and embodying this like exemplary human that you are. And it's this energy of like, you're going to help people. You're going to give people the tools to master whatever they want to master, do whatever they want to do. And, but you're not, it's not this, it's not a mentoring energy. It's more like, I'm going to give you the tools and then now go do it right? Like go make it happen. Um, and people are naturally going to be drawn to you. The two in your profile is actually the hermit genius, which means you really need alone time. Um, and that alone time is where you cultivate your genius and other people, this is why you got to put yourself into community is because other people are actually going to bring that out of you. Um, within mm. human design. Yeah. We also have what's called a strategy and authority. So as a manifesting generator, your strategy is to respond to the energies of, you know, that are surrounding you. Um, and your authority is emotional and 50% of the population is emotional. So you're not meant to make like in the moment, like spur of the moment decisions. Like I am, I'm a sacral authority. So I'm meant to make decisions in the now, like right, like right in the now I literally bought my house over lunch. Um, <laughs> my first house, well, second house, um, over lunch in like a 45 minute period. And as soon as I walked in the door, I was like, I know it's mine. Um, and so like, I had that like sacral hit you as an emotional authority, it's, you're not meant to make decisions in the moment. You're meant to ride the emotional wave, um, go through the feelings of like joy, happiness, sadness, whatever the feelings are, right. Allow the wave to settle and then make the decision. However, you do get gut instincts and follow those gut instincts 
and check in with your emotions and how you're feeling. Cause that's going to be really powerful. Um, you're a natural born leader. You have this like innate power that is so intense within you to like push through anything. And it all comes down to self, to self-love loving yourself. It's so important for you to love yourself. Um, in business, you, this is fascinating by the way. Yeah. In business, you're meant to share the journey. You're meant to share, um, the adventure that you're on, then the life that you're in. Um, you're, yeah, you're truly meant to share that to others. Um, what's really interesting is like, you're an incredible promoter. So like just promoting what you're doing, promoting who you are, um, and sharing that journey is like, what's going to give you that. Like, that's how you magnetize people to you. Um, yeah, you're a natural born leader. Um, and I think I've mentioned this to you, but obviously I know you much a little bit better now that your physical body is always going to be so important to you. Um, it's, it's literally part of your identity. It's who you are. Um, you do have uh, a lot of entrepreneurial energy and spirit, um, that is constant that will continuously kind of like drive you forward. Um, you and I actually have the same gate, um, in our design Jupiter, which is all about power and like, um, having this energetic force to like push through things. Um, and it's, it's in your sacral, but it's in your line six, which is all about, um, being that leader and like leading others through that process. That's what you're meant to do from a business perspective, your prosperity. Oh, wow. Your prosperity is in the same gate. Oh, well, this makes so much sense, but it's, it has to do with charity and having charity and like giving to others. Um, that's where your prosperity lies. Uh, it's interesting cause you and I have a lot of like similar, well, um, so in human design, you can actually overlap charts to see how like, like compatibility or like why people come together. Um, that can be like in just like business relationships, like personal relationships, intimate relationships can be a lot of different things. Um, but we also, it's funny, like we draw people in that and it's kind of like the, you complete me thing that don't yeah. have the certain energies, <clears throat> but it's not in a codependent way. It's just like, how do you harness those energies? So what's interesting is like, I don't have a defined will or like heart center. Um, and so when I'm like working by myself, it's really, sometimes it's really hard for me to like get that energy to like, okay, go. But if I'm around someone that has a defined will, like you, I think Tom has a defined will. Cause I was like going, we were talking about it before my friend, Lauren has a defined will. There's a lot of people in my life that have defined wills. And when I'm, a, when I'm connected to them, like, I'm just like, forget about it. Let's go. And I have no problem pushing through it. But when I'm by myself and it's just me, it can be a little bit harder. i also have a line two in my profile, which I have eight line twos in my profile, just like the hermit genius natural. We pick up things quickly but we have to have alone time, like meditation, like taking that space. So most people think I'm so extroverted because I just like light up when I'm around people, which is true. And I have to take the time to like recalibrate and reset and have my alone time as well. You need um, both. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally need both. So um, you're also very structured. That's the other thing is like structure is everything for you. You have to be structured. So it gives you that ability to like have that structure and then like flow through your day. So anyway. No, I, I love this. Yes, it's fascinating. And and so I'm as you're saying this and I'm I'm comparing it to what I, how I am, which is basically exactly all of that. Like when you work with people, 
I, and I, I don't want to assume, but like, it, it, do you help people with exactly that and then help them lean into their strengths? Is that part of it? Because I also yeah. want to ask you about, can you know what the other, like if you're trying to form a relationship, business, personal, whatever, and you know what the other person is, I would think it's yes. not like, you know what I so mean? So for me, yes. So I can do, I can like, if you're going into business with someone, um, this is actually how I kind of sorted my private equity partners. Um, I like from a business perspective, we were like super, like there's a ton of synergy. Also with romantic partners, it's really fun to do this and to like overlap charts. Cause you can see, I can literally see, cause I I've read, I've read thousands of charts. And so people are like, a lot of times are like, how do you know this? Because I've wired my brain so much. And granted, if you look at a human design chart, it's very, very complicated. However, I've built the systems that support me. And so by building that I've created, I've wired it. So I have the ability to recall. But what's really fascinating is like when you overlay charts with other people, yeah, you can start to see where their strengths are. You can also know, start to see like where some of their shadows are, some of their opportunities to improve. But when you overlay charts, like with like a couple in relationship, um, you can start to see where they're going to have like great synergy. And then also where they may, you know, um, have some opportunities to grow. And it's so, it's so, it's, it's such a powerful tool. And it's funny as I like, <laughs> as, so in human design, I'm a one, three profile, which is a very personal profile, which means basically I have to go through the trials and errors of life to learn and master myself before I can start helping others, which is why I'm so like detail oriented around. Like I'm, I get very specific on things because I've gone to the granular detail of understanding how things work. Um, that's the one in my profile. Um, but I say all of this, I went back when I was learning human design and I went back and I started looking at like ex-boyfriends and bringing their charts in to like, see, I'm like, okay, oh, well, this is why this is, this makes total sense of like why we worked out. And then this is where also like where, but I, knowing what I know now, like there's always opportunities to improve. And so it was just interesting seeing like how I've attracted certain relationships in my life. Um, and then also seeing like how we complement each other. Um, and then also like, I'll just give you a perfect example. So one of my longer term, uh, my last like long-term relationship, um, he and I were nine and oh, um, and so in human design, there's nine centers and some of them are colored in, some of them are not, again, I won't go into like the nitty gritty details. Um, but when you overlap a chart, the charts of two people, you can start to see where do their connections happen? So are you nine and oh, and do you light up every center in your, in your, um, in your chart in your combined chart? And if you do, it's nine and oh, there's nowhere to go. doesn't mean that it's bad, but you kind of live in a bubble. And my like most recent long-term ex, he and I were nine and oh, and this just makes total sense. Cause I was like, you know, I loved being social and I loved being out, but like, it was when the, it was just the two of us that we like thrived and like flourished the most. Um, and in human design, you want to be either eight and one, where you'll have some fun or seven and two where there's work to do because you have opportunities to grow and nine and oh, isn't bad. If you are with your partner, it's not bad. It's just, you have to be really mindful of like other people in your energy. It may disrupt some certain things. Um, but like, it's kind of like a bubble. So if you disrupt it and it's not great, the bubble may burst. And then it's like, how do we get the bubble back? Mm. So. Yeah. It's some fascinating. It's fascinating. Wait, so that, I can, 
you, you, so you have me curious to ask this question. The, the, the famous quote of opposites attract, is there any truth to that? There is a little bit of truth to that. Um, and it, but in not in a codependent way, because here's the thing, the opposite energy and like, it's like masculine and feminine, right? So masculine is very much the giving energy. Feminine is very much the receptive energy. And when you look at polarity in a relationship, you have both sides of the pole, right? That's uh, the magnet, right? Bringing it together, the masculine, the giving and the receiving it, even in our physiology, giving and receiving, right? Like you can, it all kind of makes sense. Yeah. The duality and being able to hold both. Um, within human design though, it's interesting because, um, and I, this is such a good level of granular detail that I won't go into, but you can have similar activations in your chart, but have so much different opposing energy that creates that magnetism. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. So like, like for instance, so if I looked at your chart and I looked at my chart, we both have gate 34. I don't have gate 10. So if I overlapped our charts, it'd be interesting. Like we could see like where, where we would get along, <laughs> where we, where we, where we come together in certain ways. And then where maybe we, um, like detract from each other. So there's different types of channels where you may dominate me. I may dominate you. Like there's lots, and there's just really, there's, it's just fascinating. It's really fun to like, look at charts and like when you overlap them, you can also do it with a family too. Um, and it's just fascinating to see like how family dynamics come together with human design as well. So. I know I can tell the way that you're talking about it and you're oh, so right, so by the way, fun. she showed me, Katie showed me a chart and I looked like I was trying to read Egyptian. I mean, I had no yeah, idea what was going on, but you do yeah. such a good job of simplifying it. So even somebody like myself can understand what the heck is going on. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's taken yeah. a lot, but it's oh, I, I can't even, I, I never forget looking at that chart and just thinking, that's interesting, but I have no clue. And this is when I like first met you too. And I was like telling you, oh, you're this, you're this. Da, da, da. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it, and I, I appreciate you going into a little bit of detail, giving us a little yeah. teaser right there. And do you, and actually this is, this is good. This is a good segue on your, which is where we're doing some of the uh, posts on the fast that we're doing. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about your, Facebook page, your heal group that you have. Yeah. So, um, it's just a free group where people can come together. I share a lot of content there. Um, I share a lot of videos, human design, um, things that I've been working through there. If you go really far back, you'll see some like really vulnerable Facebook lives. I don't even know how you would go there, but it, I don't know. I have a VA. She might, I might have her organize it to where it's like actually legible, but yeah, people can come in. It's just a place and space to share learnings, energy, etc. It really just started out because I was like, oh, I'm just going to start sharing my journey. Gate 35 and human design. And you have it too. I love it. I love sharing yeah. the journey. Um, sharing the journey and it just evolved and grew. And I, this next year, I'm going to be really intentional with that group, um, and how to use it and how to leverage it for people to heal in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, for those of you that know me, I'm also really into biohacking. I love hacking my own energy. I have red lights that I have like all over my house. I do infrared sauna. I actually have an infrared sauna in my house. Um, I do a lot of crazy things to, to hack my biology, but also it gives me the energy that I 
desire and, and, and really how I choose to show up each and every day. And so there's the 3d stuff. There's the emotional stuff. There's the intellectual stuff. There's the spiritual stuff. And there's, there's all these different spokes in this wheel and we're all healing at the end of the day. And so it's just a place where I offer up, um, different modalities, different things, tips, tricks, tools to support your own personal development journey of really coming back to yourself, coming home to yourself and loving yourself unconditionally so that you can give even more. So, I love that unconditionally. Yeah. And I'm rebranding and I'll be rebranding. So by the time this podcast comes out, my branding um, should be done. Yay! Oh, well, that's, that was, that's even a better segue. I wanted to ask yeah. you what's, so it's January, 2023. And what's next for Katie Carlson? What are you most excited for this calendar year? So this next year, well, so there's a couple things you mean in my business or personally, you tell us whatever you're most. Okay, so I have a couple things. I have a couple things. Um, I want to do another triathlon in 2023. Okay. I really do. And that's like, that's something I'm committing to making that happen. Um, I'm relaunching my brand and I'm being really intentional with the brand this time. Um, and I'm going to be hosting so many more group coaching courses, understanding the masculine and feminine, how to create polarity, intimacy and relationships. Um, you know, I've done a lot of the work I've gone to, I've had so many amazing, incredible teachers. And over the last couple of years, I kind of hid behind, I had to kind of deal with my own shadow and kind of working through some other things, which everybody did. I mean, the last couple of years have been just so quirky and weird and swirly and all the things. Um, and it's time to level up and have a bigger voice and share with the world what I know. Um, people come to me all the time, one-on-one, -on -one, and I love sharing with people and all that stuff. I know I thrive better in, in small groups and I love the intimacy that's created there. And it's, you know, through that connection. So I'm going to be sharing my first, um, I'm going to do a couple different programs. The first one is just going to be women only and understanding their feminine energy and how to heal their feminine energy, um, and their feminine wounds that they may have that, uh, that puts up this like mask and this guard, and it keeps them from creating polarity with their partners or with men, or if they're dating or that sort of thing. Um, it's funny because and I just bring this up because if you're watching this and I don't know if, if you're, if this will be like where you can actually see us, I'm a very feminine woman. I, I, and you can probably tell from how I talk, I'm very feminine. However, I actually questioned if I was core feminine or core masculine, um, literally not that long ago, like four years ago, I questioned whether I was core feminine or core masculine because I was in a relationship with a more feminine man. Um, and we didn't have any polarity and he's an attractive guy. I feel like I'm a pretty attractive girl. Like it just, what, like what's happening. Stunning. She's stunning. Oh, Absolutely. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I received that. Um, but I was busting his balls and I was emasculating him and I didn't understand, um, the dynamics of appreciation with the masculine. And I didn't understand the dynamics of understanding the feminine and how to open my feminine and be receptive to the, the gifts of the masculine, because in the society, in the world that we live in today, I feel like culture kind of programs us a little bit to like, Oh, be independent, like go after what you want, which is great. Yes. And it's a very masculine way of doing things. And I was very much that way. Like I was in medical device. I was always working with men. I played golf. I was, you know, I was always around men, but I was a woman. And I basically started taking on a lot of these masculine traits. And so I was very successful 
but I wasn't fulfilled. Mm. And I realized I had to lean in more into my feminine and also not demonize my masculine energy because my masculine energy gets things done. If I was in my feminine all the time, I wouldn't get anything done. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. So I'm super jazzed about holding more group coaching, group courses around masculine, feminine energy, polarity, intimacy, and really building the business to serve people in a way that lights me up. And my, my, my mission on this planet and my vision is just to light people up and that lights me up like a Christmas tree in a non-codependent way, but (laughs) smiles just light me up. And you can tell, and you have such a passion for it. I think that's like anybody that's watching this or just hearing you, you can feel it and you can sense it in your energy. And I I love it. Like this is, you're just so aligned. It seems like from my perspective and that's exciting. And so I have to share this with everybody. I, I normally ask three final questions to each guest and Katie just had me on her podcast and asked me a question. And I asked her before we started, had she ever been asked the question? And I think you said you answered it, but like maybe in a journal or something, but never on a podcast. So yeah, I have to ask you, and the other two are going to be different because I want to make sure you get some curveballs in there. But so Perfect. what I'm so curious to ask you this. So I think you, I think you set it up where you're on the Island and you can only bring three things. And I kind of went a weird way with my answer, but we'll see what you say. What, what are the three things you would have on the Island with you? You know, it's really funny. I hate this question towards myself, but I love learning from other people because, because like I've had people and I'm just gonna, and then I'll answer it. I've had people say like, Matt, and I didn't mention this during our podcast. I've had people say like hummus, um, uh, like quick. avocados, like the most random, most random things. Um, okay. So what I would bring, um, another human, another uh, human. I did not say it could be anything. So that's a good move. Yeah. I would bring another human. Um, yeah. Preferably a male. Yeah. Cause I'd want to leverage the muscle, you know, be smart about that. Um, <laughs> um, I, yeah, I would say another human. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is like a knife of some sort, like a knife to like, I, I was going to say, I wouldn't things. mind I wouldn't mind being the other human, but now the second part, now I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know if I want to be the other individual on the island. <laughs> no, but then like we can go, like we can get things, right? And That's we can true. chop wood and all sorts of things. So I'd say probably a knife. And then um this this is not actually very fun. This is a little bit more practical, but I would say a water filter. That's a really good answer. That's a very a good water answer. filter. Yeah. So the knife also you can kill you can eat and then the water you can drink so you have and i got the muscle to help me out i'd be worthless i'd be way too scared to to kill anything with a knife so you'd have to take right like but the knife could then help you build a spear right to kill the fish oh yeah spear in the fish that's a good answer that's well thought out that was a really well thought out that was actually not very thought out but thank you i appreciate that (laughs) Well, now, now I got to try to catch you off guard with something. Cause that was, that was, 
just well that was a little off guard but yeah that's that's, those are the first things that came to my mind well said i like i i I think you would survive a very long time on that island thank you so what was your most memorable experience of 2022 oh my goodness you're actually Um, the first person i've asked this to of like asking them their most memorable experience of the year before so i'm excited to hear what you're gonna say yeah. Um, my most memorable experience in 2020. So I think I mentioned this like 2021 or 2020, 2021 into 2022. Like I experienced a lot of change, a lot of change and had to learn about different levels of myself, different parts of myself. Um, this year, I think one of the most amazing yeah, it was really coming back home to crew at UPW. It's crazy. I tell people this all the time. Like I could literally crew the rest of my life and be totally happy. Like totally happy. We, it is it's just, it's home. It's like truly home to me. It makes me feel like I just, I love it. It's I, yeah, I love everything about it. Um, it's funny because, uh, there was a moment cause you know, when you crew, for Tony Robbins, like there's just, we're all kind of like caught up in all the things, but we're also really present with each other. And it's so funny. I, I feel like, I don't know if you feel this way, but at Tony Robbins events, like we don't always really know what people do outside of the Tony Robbins environment because True. we don't really talk. We don't, nobody asks. We just get to know the person, right? Like we get to know them. And then we're like, Oh, this is, Oh, this is what you, this is the, you know, the role that you play outside of this environment. This is, you know, whatever. It's just kind of interesting. Um, that environment lights me up like a Christmas tree. Like I literally have chills in my body just thinking about it. And, um, there were some moments during that weekend where I just, I felt I was so present and I allowed everything to just flow through me. Um, I think I mentioned this to you when I was there, like I had a moment on Saturday when Tony exits the stage Well, he was getting ready to exit the stage. And I just like, my face just would not stop leaking. It was just like waterworks, like water central, I mean, just streaming down my face. I just couldn't, I couldn't stop crying. And I was sad, but I was also like really happy and grateful that like, I experienced this. Like I decided to take a chance and go to UPW many, many years ago when I was a little bit resistant. Um, and I have a lot of energy and I remember walking into register and there was like all these people in black shirts, high fiving and you know, screaming. I'm like, and now I'm one of those people, That's right. Um, which is just hysterical how it comes full circle. Um, but I'm just so grateful for the people that I've met in this community. Um, and it's brought me to other communities and brought me to other amazing things in my life. And like, even just to having this conversation with you right now, like I wouldn't have, I don't know you, like, I don't, I don't know who friended who, but I remember seeing you during the pandemic. And cause I think it was like five o'clock my time, you would do workouts around seven or something. Yeah. Cause I would get up at five and, um, yeah. And then we connected at UPW and yeah. So I would say my, the best moment was literally re, um, reigniting that energy with the family at UPW. I love it. And it's so true. That was the energy in that room. All rooms magic. were just, it was, it was magic. It was complete magic. And so the last question is, this is an easy one, but that you already know the answer to, but give us how people can connect with Katie Carlson post podcast. 
all the fun ways. So um, I'm on Facebook. It's just Katie Carlson. I'm in Denver. Um, there are a lot of Katie Carlson's on there, but that's okay. I have a free we'll Facebook group. We'll yeah, perfect. Everything. I'll send it to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Katie Carlson on Instagram. I am Katie Carlson on Instagram. I should say, um, I have a website, but it's going to be re- basically be, Oh, it'll probably be redone by then. Um, high is my website. And yeah, you can find me on all the social channels. I'm on TikTok. I don't really understand TikTok. Um, I'm learning too. I'm very, I, I don't understand it at all. Um, however, I'm, I'm getting some support there. So that's, that's good, but I'm primarily on Facebook and Instagram is really where you can find me. So I love it. Yeah. And your content is incredible. So definitely follow along Aww, with thank Katie you. and reach out. Do you, are you pretty active? Like if somebody messaged you, are you able to get, Oh yeah. Yeah. Send me okay. a DM. I love, I love connecting. I'll probably send you a voice note. I'm all about the voice texting. Very it's just, it's more efficient for me because I can do multiple things. It's more personal too. It makes me feel like, I'm yeah. And you can hear, you can hear the intention of my energy. And I think right. that's like, that's the gift of it. Um, and I know like, again, leveraging human design, like I know if you're a projector, you're going to be using my energy and I'm like, okay, have it like, enjoy. I love that. And it's so and true. You can feel the yeah. energy in the voice message. It's so, so, so true. Thank and you. I mean, I'm sure everybody already knows this, but what an amazing experience to be able to chat with you and put it out there to the world because your energy is quite unique in the most amazing way ever. And I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate being here. You light me up too and inspire the hell out of me. So I appreciate that. Likewise. Ditto. I'm going to say ditto. (laughs) I always take the stairs now. Take the stairs. That's it. And everybody listening, I'm sure you're all taking the stairs as well. I hope you are. It's amazing. Raises the energy level. It's so fun. But thanks for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for listening slash watching. And we'll see you all next week. Peace out, Katie Carlson. Thanks for listening to another episode of Living the Dream with Matt Scaletti. I'm so grateful for you. Please share this podcast on your social media so others can benefit from this valuable content. Also, please subscribe to my podcast because if you aren't, I am watching you. (laughs) Check me out on social media and message me if you need me as your keynote speaker at Matt Scaletti on social media. I respond to all messages. Thanks, and I love you so much.